All right, folks, warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast, but also a trigger warning. This particular movie that we're doing uh, contains some pretty serious subject material uh, as far as in the um, sexual assault category, guys, so you have been warned. Uh, yeah, so with that being said, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cole45Podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube. Um, you can catch us on any podcasting app. That is Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Blueberry, you name it, we are there. Uh, we prefer it if you hit us up on the Podbean app where you can add us, we can see you. Um, real quick shout out to Ann Rose who liked our page on Code 45 on uh, Facebook. Um, and shout out to um, Victor Alboran. Thank you very much, guys. Um, today, Code 45 is powered by. I went with water today, folks. Um, yeah, water. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, today I'm drinking um, Seagram's regular non-alcoholic ginger ale. I was close to drinking though, folks. It was um, yeah, we did. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, we did. Um, I spit on your grave from 1978, aka uh, Day of the Woman. So uh, you've been warned. Yeah. Welcome everybody to uh we should have watched this movie earlier in the week episode of Co Forty Five Podcast. I am your host, Beat Him Down. Today I'm joined by Randy Savage. <laughs> I apologize up front. Um it's the month of Randy, guys. Really shouldn't have picked these movies out of a hat. Yeah. So, okay, here's the deal, guys. Um, we did, um, you know, I spit on your grave. Uh, the original from 1978, a.k.a. Day of the Woman. Only doing that because that's uh, by the uh, director's uh, request. Um, here's the deal. We knew the synopsis, right? Yeah, I got the general gist of what happens. Right. <laughs> and, and usually movies kind of like... You know, kind of, kind of just get it out the way, mm-hmm. and um, we get to the revenge shit. And this movie was structured very differently, and we were not prepared. Uh, we had a guest that was going to come on this week, but we um, felt it wouldn't be wise to put him in that predicament. So he will be on next week. Uh, so, guys, stay yeah, tuned more obscure that. nonsense to come, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know. We're in that territory where, um, you know, certain shit isn't funny, guys. You know, let's be real. This is a comedy podcast, essentially. But this is also a movie podcast. And we've had moments where, you know, uh, if you guys have hung with us uh, throughout the episodes, um, like um, Possession or stuff like that, um, you know, we will kind of just start talking about the movies, about how it was shot and what type of stuff was portrayed. If there's any controversies with stuff, but this movie was actually full of controversy. Um and when I was done watching it, I literally was like, I just started talking to my parents out of nowhere uh, about the movie mm-hmm. and just trying to talk out my thoughts so I could figure out how to like <laughs> how to do this and how to rate this thing. Um, super um, complicated uh, web of things going on with this particular movie. Obviously, Randy, you haven't seen this movie before, correct? I have never seen this movie before, officer. Uh- <laughs> But yeah, I just, I was just, I've heard of it. I, I, I was under the impression that the certain genre that you speak of, the, you know, what has the, 
and then the revenge part. It just this is where this is the source material. This is the where it comes from. I thought right, and right. I was like, okay, so I want to go back to the beginning where where people who never heard of this before had to sit through it and watch him go. Well, that happened. Yeah. So here's the deal, guys. So the movie was originally um, released as uh, Day of the Woman um, at 1974, and it did not do well at all. Um, you know, it was a uh, obviously there was a divide. Um, and then it was re-released as I Spit on Your Grave uh, as a shout out to an older fil- uh, French film. Mm-hmm. The director, uh, Mir Zarchi, you know, he didn't like the title I Spit on Your Grave. He He wasn't feeling it. But it generated buzz because of the, you know, the word of mouth of what went down when it came out the first time, you know, brought people in the theaters. So mm-hmm. this particular movie in 1980, when it was released, uh, was guarded as the worst film of all time for 1980 by uh, oh. the late Siskel and Ebert. Oh, um, now yeah. here's the deal. Mm. <sighs> like. They weren't too big on like some of the shots, and they felt like it was like real kind of you know because low budget because it is a low budget. It was a grindhouse kind of movie. Yeah, um, but I think they were more um, horrified because some people were laughing in some scenes that weren't funny at all, and I think the uh, the entire atmosphere of uh, people cheering certain things on or you know whatever kind of like bothered them on top of the subject material bothered them as the subject material should because um no i see where you're coming from and i I see where they're coming from too because i made that same comment when i was talking it over i was just like it really felt like somebody just put the camera down and was like all right i'm out (laughs) and that's happened uh uh, uh, two people in the crew left um one was a uh oh god i feel like he was a cameraman it was a He's either a cameraman or, or, or like like somebody in the, in the you know in the uh, like in the crew it, was like right. I can't I'm out like he just while he's walked off. Um, right. There was a makeup artist who unfortunately went through something like that and she couldn't do it and she got out. And uh, the director uh, actually you know was um, pulling some of this from real life experience in a sense. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was in New York I think. I'm not sure if he was in New York. It said like uh, some places say New York, some places don't say where it was from. But they were uh, him and his daughter. I think another family member, either his wife or somebody, uh, were going somewhere, and they saw somebody crawling out of the bushes. And uh, the lady was in really bad shape, obviously. And uh, they went to a police officer who uh, Zarchi said himself was basically a piece of shit. I'm paraphrasing, but he's, he's a piece of shit. Because he was too busy trying to find out what was, you know, who did it and what happened when the lady was in really bad shape and had a broken jaw. So like, he was like, she needs hospital treatment like, ASAP. And he, like, it's crazy how he regretted the decision of going to a policeman uh, for that particular situation. But he um, was moved to the point where, like, you know, he got her help. You know, the father of the other lady, um, you know, reached out to him, tried to give him a reward. He refused it, but um, he wanted to convey the brutality mm-hmm. of uh this type of assault and i would say mission accomplished um yep uh there was a lot of um because like we're going to kind of gloss over some of this not a lot goes on and that, and, and, and that was one of the beefs no. that was one of the beefs of cisco lever is like hey i can just sum this shit up like this 
and it, it sucks. You know, this is terrible. And it's like, yeah, I kind of get it because you have it to where um, we'll, we'll 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 get into the movie. Might as well do it. Yeah, let's go ahead and just get started. We're dealing with a lady named Jennifer, who is a uh, kind of like a fledgling author. She's done a bunch of short stories, and right. um, she's going on a summer retreat to kind of literally just get her in her zone and just um, kind of find herself to where she can get inspiration just by relaxing and just soaking in the atmosphere of this nice little summer home. Uh, I think it belongs to a friend of her, a friend of hers, or something. Yeah, something like that. Like it was just somebody she knew, and they let her borrow it. Right. So when she was you know and 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 one thing that's really interesting about this movie is there's zero music as far as the score is concerned there are only two instances in my opinion of like of, of very uh obvious music and there are very pivotal scenes in the movie uh we'll, we'll kind of sort of gloss over one and then we'll talk at length about the other one um so it's like dead silence of her driving you know, from point A to point B. It, yeah. You know, you hear you when you when you see the side profile of her driving, you see the title. So even if you don't know exactly what the fuck's going on, you know that there's something wrong because the title is pretty hardcore. So you're kind of unsettled, in my opinion, watching this movie in just complete silence and just nothing but background noises of her driving. And I'm like, Ugh, where the fuck is she going? Because it should be, you know, usually these type of movies will play like happy music to kind of lull you into a false sense of security. Yeah. Not this shit. Not at all. So she gets nah. to the gas station where we see uh, Johnny, the gas station attendant, and two guys. The two guys uh, are kind of bums. It's Andy and Stan. And I didn't, catch, I didn't catch any of these people's names. I made all names up. Well, um, I had subtitles and I was just, it was brutal. Yeah. But uh, so like they're throwing knives at the, or a knife at the ground and then like stretching their feet. To where the knife is, and whoever falls first loses. But I couldn't tell that was what the game was. I was like, "What are you playing knife foot?" Like I didn't know what the fuck they were doing. That's Isn't the, that, is that what the game's called, knife foot? I, no, I, know for, I just made it up because I was trying to make a joke, and that's the only joke I'm probably gonna be able to get off today. So, so she's basically outside of a car, chilling, doing nothing out of the ordinary. Okay, um, the actress uh, Camille Keaton, who's actually a, a great niece of Buster Keaton, legendary actor, um, very beautiful lady. Yeah, uh, still beautiful to this day. Um, you know, all you know, she basically just got out of her car, was just walking around, just looking nice in the dress, no big deal, right? So yep. she gets in the car. Uh, gas is sixty three cents. My God, um, I know, right? That was what I was like five dollars for a whole tank. Yo, I know. Uh, that was the only good thing out of this movie I saw. So um, she leaves and goes to her house, no big deal. And uh, you can just sense the sense of freedom that she has. Um, you know, she's like, she's coming from New York, um, very successful lady, you know, she got money, you know what I mean? Uh, and she's so free and comfortable. Like the first thing she does when she goes to the summer home is she goes skinny dipping, just broad day, like no big deal. Yep. Like the antithesis of like just freedom of just being fine. And, uh. I tried really hard to try to like catch some type of imagery from some of this stuff because I knew it was gonna be rough, right? Uh, only because of your warning. Because you called you called me um, like in the middle of the day. You're like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was, like, I was like, oh no, you like I made a big right. mistake, bro. And I'm like, uh, because we we both waited, you know, till the day of recording to watch the movie. 
you know, and we kind of put ourselves in the corner because we, we probably would have just elected to pick another movie, possibly. possibly. I have at least six more movies in the chamber we could have done. <laughs> right. But what's done, like, what's done is done. And it's like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man. You know, we, we're we going to come across certain movies like these eventually. That's true. You know what I mean? And like, whatever. You know, this is this is the movie to talk about, in a sense. Right. Uh, so... She goes back inside mm-hmm. after skin dipping, and I'm not even. I just realized I'm not even using my notes because it's just that, it's that crazy. <laughs> but she was like putting her clothes up, and she tried to put it into one of the dresser drawers, and she couldn't because there was a fucking gun in there. And she was like, "That's weird," you know. She was just weirded out by the fact that there was a gun, and then um, we have a guy show up. Um, his name is Matt, and Matthew is the kind of like a delivery boy for a grocery store because this, this town is so small you can literally call have your groceries brought to you yep but um so he's really creepy this guy yeah you know and uh but she's been real sweet to him being really nice yeah you know is that you know she asked you know he asked if uh she had a boyfriend and stuff. so i got many friends he's like you want to be my friend he's like hell yes and you know that was cute so you know he went yeah. on about his business whatever and um this is where it gets a little weird so Matt rides back to his friends. It turns out that Matt knows Andy, Johnny, and Stan. Right. And they're all buds. So they all go night fishing. And, you know, this movie is definitely, um, it's seen as a feminist movie, and I can totally get how people can perceive it as that. Because all the men are garbage. Absolutely. And um, the conversation was like something that I remember, I I remember having a conversation similar to this, but I was 12. (laughs) Yeah, and it wasn't like we didn't know what anything was because like they they were they literally like they're coming okay grown men, mind you, one is balding horrifically, one is uh having a receding hairline, so they were like uh having this like guy talk right, yeah, and I put it in my notes like how old are these fucking guys because like one dude was like talking about like how like I can't see how women poop in a sense, which is like a really antiquated, you know, way of thinking about women see how women poop like he can't imagine it he's like like i, I don't see how that can happen it's like and but and being so i don't know but he's like being kind of serious they're all simple in some form or fashion i think they were made that way on purpose though I feel like, like though yeah like they're just they're the like, worst like they're written things. to be like just really one-dimensional just like fucking neanderthals and right. uh you know dinner it's about oh you know i'm gonna go to new york because like you know i'm, I'm gonna get some Get some stuff over there. They all oh, go to California. You know they're easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just real, just not one shred of like uh, intellectual conversation within this whole situation here. Would it made it any better if they were discussing philosophy or like blue chips or I don't know, <laughs> like like the political infrastructure between whites and blacks in Alabama? It'd be like, would it made it any better that happens later? I'm just curious. No. I mean, like, but, would it like if they were super intelligent with what they do next and like, uh, okay, I guess they did it for a reason. Fair enough, but <laughs> it's just very clear, like the, these guys' motivations and stuff. And they also made fun of uh, Matt, who was taking a shit in the woods about him right. being a virgin and stuff, and like, hey, we're gonna hook you up, thinking um, like in a friendly way, but no. The next day. We got a uh, gen, you know, kayaking and stuff and writing. Things are super peaceful. It's very serene. Uh, her narration, um, 
as she's like kayaking of her writing her her uh her excerpt for her book and like the way that she reads it is very poignant and uh meaningful you know like uh i like the quote from her book and god damn it dude these assholes like uh uh stan and um stan and andy are on mm-hmm. a boat literally just making noise making noise passing around because they saw her on a hammock in a bikini you know they check her out she's like whatever she waves she's being cordial but then they come back around and then they literally start showboating in a boat yeah like actual showboating start happening and she's annoyed and she just walks off and um then when she's like trying to go to bed like because she's you know she types stuff up and she's ready to settle down there's whistling outside and she goes outside to see who's whistling nobody is outside and immediately the gun that's inside the house starts to make sense to her Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up because she's no longer because like you you had a point where somebody was able to just be comfortable, be able to do stuff the way that she wants to think, uh, express her ideas, and cat calls and uh, mating calls are like literally like clouding everything and making her uneasy, which is a message in my in my mind. That's how I saw it. No, I, I'm just saying like. Had it been anybody else, had this been a different type of movie, this that noise would have led to something terrible much quicker. Of course, like a, like a stabbing or something like that. But of course, and just the fact that it led to nothing, just it, it makes the uneasiness even more uneasy. I'm just like ah, especially with no music because there's still yeah. like not not a drop of anything, no stings, no nothing, just um. Because I don't know if you've ever been out in the woods in the middle of the night. I'm in North Carolina. There are all kinds of noises out there. Yeah, oh, you know, that's a good point. Because you got uh, crickets or whatever the fuck. The next day happens. Right. And she's relaxing on the boat in the middle of the water. Just sunbathing. And here comes the boat. And the boat uh, with uh, Andy and um, uh, Stan. Right, and this time they take her boat and pull her to shore. So at this particular point in the movie, um, we are going to just gloss over some shit mm-hmm. because first of all, the amount that we've been talking still not as long. We're still two minutes short. Oh, uh, actually, well, depending how I edit, we're still gonna be two to three minutes short. On uh, how long the actual scene was Where shit got very very fucking dark Yep So There were certain parts that I uh, Appreciated was not super Hyper realistic But it was still horrific none the same You know what I mean Right. Like uh, some of the shit was like over exaggerated And kind of stupid looking But it was still like disturbing Because you, cause it, it was still conveying certain things that really was unsettling and um i had to like catch myself i was okay well i'm supposed to be unsettled like i'm never supposed to enjoy this particular type of situation but it's the way that they did it because it came in waves because you thought it was over at one point in time mm-hmm. and you're like okay thank god so you you feel like a little bit of relief and, and you're still treated to dead ass silence and uh you're like okay whatever you know like it's over so then it happens again and this is where uh, harmonica shit came in. And it was almost like a score. And it matched the tempo of people running and shit. And it was it was really fucked up. And I didn't appreciate that. Because that was like the first time we were even, even introduced to music in this movie. 
Yeah. And uh, also there was a lot of um, camera angles um, that put you in a position to where um, it's kind of felt like it was very visceral. Like it was, it was very steady. It was like you're there, and like you're standing there and you're watching, and and you're there and you're and being you're assaulted. There. Yeah, like it, like you're you're not you're not in the advantageous. Um, you know how like the the pan away or the like they 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 really they purposely or like quick cuts that other movies do. Mm-hmm. They'll do quicker cuts and like, right. It'll be a little bit more visceral to the eyes and the senses, but this is just like nope. We are watching this happen. In real time, and there's nothing and, you can do about it, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and that and that was rough. And, and um, now that I'm and now I'm glad I didn't pay money to watch this because I'd have been mad as fuck if I had paid money to watch this. Because you know what, the, the fucking um, cover man makes it seem like you know the the revenge happened like immediately, <laughs> like it was just yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, okay, you know, like they tried, like maybe one succeeded, but everyone else started getting fucked up, and then it becomes them running from her, all movie. Does not go that way, guys. But um, there's a period, there's a period of time where all the bad shit stopped, right? And it's super silent, and it's really heartbreaking, um, because they take a boat from her, and she has to go from point A to point B on her own after all this shit has happened, and I had a false sense of security and it was well done, I guess, mm-hmm. because my reaction was, oh, oh no, like, ugh, because like um, she was going for the phone. If anybody's seen the movie, y'all know what we're talking about. She was going for the phone and it was super silent and everything was a like, OK. And you hear the voice. You, you get to hear the voice of the police. And then the phone is immediately kicked out of her hand They're in the fucking house. And we get hit with the third and, and final wave of bullshit that goes down and it's just rough and uh you're just glad it's over and there were some elements to it that just really really just it was just heartbreaking it's heartbreaking like like um if that was his goal he succeeded you know what i mean and like i wasn't i wasn't you know i didn't feel okay i didn't feel great um i felt really shitty and like you know like uh it's fucked up how this movie that was done so long ago is still like somewhat relevant not not well, I say somewhat relevant wow. only because no, I'm saying somewhat only because of um how super brutal this is versus uh still heinous acts. Right. But not that level of violence. You know what I mean? But um still crazy how it's very prevalent and uh, uh sometimes man to be completely to be real with myself, I wonder how Cause I was sensitive towards it before in in movies mm-hmm. when we talk about this stuff, but I don't know. Cause like I feel like I'm really, really, really on eggshells right now because of uh what's been going on. You know, it's like I, like every everyone is hypersensitive to it, and it sucks that it takes that long to be hypersensitive to it. Cause if you think about it, if the movie, if this particular movie did what it was supposed to do, we should have been hypersensitive like this for years ago, thirty years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least, yeah. Well, 40. 40 now, yeah. You know, and like like and that's crazy. Cuz if you really really think about it cuz like cuz 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 his 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 aim was to horrify, mortify and disgust. You not you're not really supposed to give this movie two thumbs up. You're supposed to feel some type some type of fucking way. But um it's just interesting to me. Well, I feel like another thing about movies is that people don't really 
you know, if they want a documentary, they want to learn something. If they want, like, if they want a horror, they want to be terrified but still succeed at the end. And it's like this type of movie definitely needs the last part. And the last part needs to be, like, satisfying. It has to be, like, well-earned and that's in comparison funny. to this part and to the, to the first part. And that's funny you say that because I, I, I have opinions on that. And I feel like there's, yeah. there are certain reasons for that. So um, there was an important moment um, that happened uh, where one of them got a hold of her work that we heard her narrate very uh, mindfully and purposefully. Mm-hmm. And you get to hear the same words being mocked. And it's nothing silly. There's nothing in the book that's, I mean, there's nothing that she wrote that was stupid or goofy or anything. But hearing it come through the filter of a asshole narrow-minded man who can't imagine women pooping like they even came to the conclusion they literally just shredded everything that that they read it just came to the conclusion oh she fucks a bunch of guys yeah that was amazing how like like what how'd you get that from that you know what i mean like it's just like blah 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 blah. they like dick terrible terrible then shreds her work and throws it on her absolutely horrible um even more horrible is when they when they all were leaving. They're like, "Oh shit!" Like one of uh, Johnny, the head guy, the the gas attendant. Yeah, he's like, "Look, man, uh, we just did some really heinous shit. She she can't live through this because uh, she'll tell on us." Right. She'll, so she'll tell on us. So we're children. Right. So they get um, Matt to go kill him because Matt's Matt's a simple guy, so he's gonna be the fall guy and shit. He gives him the knife, and this he you know he's forcing him to do it. But honestly, Matt Matt's a huge piece of shit. I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna get into it. If you've seen the movie, y'all agree. Matt is the fucking worst. He's the absolute worst. Uh, well, they're all the absolute worst, but he's he's the worst because he could actually stop something. But deep down, he was a piece of shit too. But uh, right. whatever. So he goes in to kill her, but he can't. So he fakes it. He. Uh, he basically disguises the knife to make it seem like he actually stabbed her in a in a jet. So I don't know how you felt about this particular scene, but I never hated a group of people so much in this really like one quiet scene. They're having lunch? They're having lunch, right? Like it's just an afternoon? Like it just well, that was fun. And I'm just like really now it I was, will, yo, I know, yo, bro, <laughs> right, like, and I'm, I, and it was like two weeks later, right? It was two weeks later, but like it was the humming from Matt that pissed me off. Like he was just literally just he humming. was excited for his stupid Sunday, and I'm like fucking ice cream Sunday, and I was like you motherfucker, and it was making me sick. So Johnny, the smart one of the group, and I, I'm, I, I say that with the cruelest of dick fingers, mm-hmm. um. He's like, hey, y'all, so y'all have heard anything? Wink, wink, nod, nod. You know what I mean? Like, news because of a dead chick. And everybody's like, nah, man. It's been cool. You know, stupid-ass Matt's like, nah, man. Uh, so somebody's getting a divorce. And um, he's like, nah, man. It's been 90 degrees back-to-back for like two weeks. And nobody knows anything about the body. It's like she would have been stinking by now. And what's really fucked up is uh, how loud the guys were talking. Yeah. And uh, like 
Stan got loud for a little bit and he just got slapped. I'm like, well, first of all, all y'all have been really loud about this murder y'all committed. Super loud, but whatever. Um, Is there like no sheriff in this town or whatever? Oh, fuck no. (laughs) No. They just, it's an honor system. Hey, I stole some candy, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to go go on a timeout. Be in the stocks. Yeah. So it's like, it's been two whole weeks, right? And it's like, uh, they were gonna go send Matt again, but Matt's too chicken shit to do it. Mm-hmm. So Johnny's like, "Okay, Stan, Andy, get in your boat. We're gonna do some reconnaissance." This creeped me out, but it was also awesome. What was your reaction when um, they did the little ride by on their boat? Well, um, I don't know. I feel I feel like I feel like she's still kind of reeling because they passed by her and she's just sitting out there like not. If it were if it were like Clint Eastwood or like uh, Charlton Bronson, they would have been standing there, just like looking out. But just the way they had her positioned, it seemed like she's still kind of healing a little bit, or like mulling it over, and like not there yet, but just I don't know. It just just the way she was like she was like knees to the chest, kind of sitting against the tree to me, and I was like, oh. oh. And, and I fucked up. I, I forgot to say. So when she did survive, she actually uh, we had a really. Terrible aftermath scene. I just put aftermath in my notes. Yeah. And she's walking down train tracks and she reassembles her paperwork that was uh, shredded up. And she finds her boat. You know, like she's like, you know, like it's kind of a sense of her gathering herself before these guys have this meeting at lunch. And to me, the fact that she was in her bikini, but like she wasn't relaxing on a hammock, but the way that she was sitting with her knees to her chest, but the way that she stared them down, it was almost like, it's almost like she was a ghost to me. Yeah, and I don't know. To me, it felt like slightly defiant too. Like, she, cause like, there's no reason for number one to put a bikini on, number two to be back out there in that same spot to be seen by those guys, cause she wanted to be seen, waiting on them basically to show the fuck up. Like, I thought that was like really intimidating for me at least. I can see, I can see that too. I just I feel like yeah, no, you're right. I see that. Cause like you're expecting to see a dead person, right? And then you see that person like literally doing what you saw them the first time doing. That would that would fuck me up personally. I would be shaking to my fucking core, dude. And uh, and she does not break eye contact. She doesn't like run away or shy away. She's right fucking there. And um, but she, I mean, she could have. I mean, it's just it's a nitpick of mine. It's just a little nitpick because of the way her body language is screaming helpless in that position. To me, if she had been just waiting out there, arms across, just like. Fuck anyone up who comes near me right now, and that would have been defiant. Like, you're supposed to be dead. And well, then, yeah, I, I I I do agree with you with that. But um, her methods, right? Her methods kind of like are interesting. Yeah, and that was the other thing about it. I was like, that's not what I expected. I expected right. I expected you know a woman scorns wrath. But, oh, right, whatever. but see, but see, but but but, <laughs> but but with that with that stance you're taking, yeah, she should have been standing up, arms folded, yeah. smoking a cigarette or some shit. So like, right. for her to be how she was, it's kind of like it's kind of like she was in between ridiculous vengeance and just kind of like also coping with the fuck went down. But she wasn't right. as shaken as she was no right she, after the aftermath. So she was a little bit more put together. And the fact you see her reassemble her work is kind of like a way of seeing she and her to like you know try to repair her shattered self. In the same sense, where were, oh yeah, so immediately we cut to that boy Matt yeah. getting, getting stomped to sleep because uh, he he didn't do what he's supposed to do. 
They're right. beating the shit out of him, and they they you know banish him from hanging out with the boys at the gas station. You know, Matt bruised up and shit. He's back at the shop, and Jennifer is a f- is fully composed now at this point. Yeah, because she puts a call in and say, "Hey, I'm gonna need some groceries over at this uh residence," and the reaction that Matt got when he was told of that address that he has the groceries, he shit his fucking pants. And I was like, yeah, motherfucker. That was satisfying for me. Not, I mean, yeah. I, I wanted more, but that initial reaction, I was like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. What are you going to do? Now, real talk, I would have um, thrown that shit in the trash and said I delivered it. Yeah, I definitely would not have gone. <laughs> right. But I'm glad he did. But like, these, yeah. first of all, these guys aren't smart, and I'm glad they're not smart. But they really hammer home like the reasons why they're not smart, and it just blows my mind. But it's fine; it's totally fine because these guys are are basically like creatures in a sense, um, like super exaggerated versions of of, of, of creeps that ex, you know that exist in the real world. You know what I mean? Um Because right. it's really one track. There's like you know one of them has like a duality to him, but he's still an absolute piece of trash. So we'll get to that. So. Matt's scared. He sees a knife near the butcher area, so he so he takes a knife with him because he's gonna he's gonna kill her. That's right. his plan. So he shows up. It's it's kind of sort of broad daylight, man. Not kind of. I'm sorry. It is broad daylight. It's broad daylight. He's coming. He's going to murder. And she creeps up on him like a fucking specter, dude. She's like off in the distance, and she's like, "Oh, you got here quick." And he's like, "Oh shit." <sighs> Honestly, I don't, I don't like her approach. I get it in a sense, but I don't like it. Cause like she, you know, she lures him into like a, a, a false sense of security, but she has him follow him towards, uh, you know, where her trap is basically. Right. And he follows, but he follows her, but he's so he's super special. So he has his like murder stance with the knife constantly. Like the knife is up, ready to stab downward, no matter what. Yeah. And it looks stupid, but he's because he's in broad daylight. That's why I'm like, why are you doing this? And he go into the he goes into the, like the trees and the brush. And you can still see the knife above the brush, like in stabbing, like ready to stab. But I'm like, dude, what are you doing? So like he he gets to her, and she's like being very seductive, because like she she healed, she's healed by now, right? Um, it's been two weeks, and uh, you know she's being really seductive to him, and he's like, you ruined everything. She's like, how would I ruin everything? Lulling him into like a weird sense of sexual security is the weirdest thing ever, and I and I get it. These guys are fucking animals, and I and and the the premise was, I guess, to give them a false sense of security that she did not have a problem with what went down, or they don't have enough blood to run both heads at the same time. A little bit of everything, yeah. But but uh, some people said that they were like like her her aim was to make them feel like the the atrocity that they did on her didn't bother her that she was actually cool with it. Thus, she's she was using her sexuality against these guys. So. You know, Matt falls for the trap and engages. And thankfully, he was cut short in a sense by uh, having a noose around his fucking neck. And she hangs his fucking ass. And I'm like, damn. Yep. Good on you. But she wasn't done. And I was so glad. Because once he was pretty much out of there, uh, she lets it go. And he fucking face plants into the fucking mud. He's by a river. Right. And I'm like, oof, ouch. Um, and then she murders the groceries and his bike. And then calls up the store like, I haven't seen your delivery boy. It's been like an hour. Ice like, what's- cold. 
ice cold phone call. And I love the shot where you only see the back of her head where there's like grass and shit. And it's like, dude, like mm, that is ice cold and scary. So she's like stalking these motherfuckers. And she, Cause like, um, that's how she found Matt. Uh, but she stalked uh, Johnny first and we find out that Johnny is such a piece of shit. He has a family. He has a two, two kids and a wife and he does. And he's like the ringleader of this horrific situation. Right. As that's a hard pill to swallow. Like that, that's, that's a shock. I don't understand how this person. I don't what really. But that's kind of the point. You know what I mean? Because like you know, there's, there's people who are perceived as these things, but they're actual fucking monsters. Like I get it. I get what you're doing. That was the only. He was the only uh, bastard out of the out of the four that was like somewhat complex. Yeah. Not him himself, but his situation. Yes. Like his his wife later kind of paints more of a picture of who he is versus himself. But it's, it, it also sounds like every mother of every serial killer you've ever heard, and it's like I've known him my whole life. He would never do such a thing, and I'm like, there had to be somewhere that you missed because there are people who are in pieces. Obviously, some people some people are are really creepily well, you know, able to hide that shit. That's kind of yeah, the point. The, their blinders are just on, and they just don't see it. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But 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 nobody wants to, you know, want somebody closest to them to be that person. So you try to give them the benefit of the doubt, and that's that's a death knell for some people. Um, yeah, that's true. This is where I got a little like, okay, god damn it, guys, really. So she just rolls up on a Sunday where Johnny's working. He's like, hey, we closed her. He looked her dead in the face. He realizes her. Because I, I didn't think... It was a really interesting way they cut it. Because like, you only see Johnny talking. Yeah. He's like, sorry, lady, we're closed. Uh, we closed early on Sundays. And you're like, okay, he's just talking to some stranger. Or her in disguise, I'm thinking. Like, he doesn't know who this person is. Who Who is this creature that just happened to roll up on him? Right, because, like, you know, before she slaughtered Matt, she uh, she was dressed in all black to, I guess, mourn her own innocence and went to a church where the only time we heard music again was the church organ to uh, uh, pray for forgiveness for what she's about to do. So I'm yeah. assuming she's still in, in all black garb or some shit, and that's why he can't notice her. Negative. This chick is, like, dressed out like she's about to go to the club, and is like kind of like beckoning him to get in the car. And what does he do? He gets in the fucking car. And they drive off. Uh, I'm like, word? And she pulls a gun no. on him. I'm like, okay, there we go. And this was infuriating. Okay. I get it. I get it. I know why they did it. I totally understand. But it was just like, oof, like, God, is he that retarded? So she pulls yeah. a gun on him. She tells him to get butt naked. It's like, pfft. You don't have to uh, force him to do that. I'll do that voluntarily. Oh, my God. You're the worst. It's like, how are you not getting this right now? This is your execution. You are about to die. So when he realized he's about to die, finally, when it finally dawns on him, he like he, he, you know, he invokes his uh, his uh, son and daughter, who are actually um, the kids of um, the director. Oh. Um, and the kid is actually making a documentary uh, called Growing Up With uh, I Spit On Your Grave. Wow, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'm actually gonna be looking out for that one. Um, anyway, so in his defense, which is like the most asshole, but you know what? Like really progressive. Um, he blamed her. What happened to her? Yeah. So literally, this is by far in my entire adult life the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say. Well, it's it's because it's been said. It's been said. 
and that, it that's the issue. It never, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It does not excuse anyone. Of course not. <laughs> it, of course not. But you hear variations of that to this day. Yeah, she was asking for it. But what was crazy was like it. But it, it, it was it was at, it was at its utmost egregious. Cause he's like you, you saw how you were. Like, remember how I said earlier, like she was just in a dress walking around. Yeah. And he was like, Nah. Remember how you, you were out there with your legs out? I mean, he literally. No, I wrote it down so I had to make sure I got it. <laughs> it was insanity. It was insanity. And then like talking about how when Matt saw her, that she just she didn't have her bra underneath her this shirt. This thing with you is what any man would have done. A man would have oh, done. The man is a man. You come to the gas station with your sexy legs. And then you get Matthew to deliver food to you and expose half your tits. He uses the word tits. <laughs> tits with no bra. And then you're lying in your canoe in your bikini like bait. And I'm, uh, I'm sitting there like, wow. And, and he means it. The dumbest thing in my adult life. Period. Point blank. <laughs> Point blank. Point blank. And, and, and Donald Trump is our president. <laughs> so, like, um... Dead ass serious, but uh, huh. So, this is how much of an asshole this guy is. So, Johnny really thinks that he conveyed his point because Jen lowers her guard and lets him take the gun from her because she's so like she's feeding into his stupid ass notion that he's right, right, and that he's able to talk her out of a gun. And then she says, Let me give you a bath. To which he replies, word. And then they go. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. what are you doing? So, fucking bubble bath, man. And she's asking questions that he's still not. I mean, dude, these are, all these are the questions of somebody who's about to murder you. Asking if you love your son. Or just getting information out of somebody. Just like, I want to know what you do, who you hang out with, where you are, what's your family like. Yeah, and he, he's blabbing away. He's in the bathtub, just cool. Having a good Up-a-dub-dub. time. dub Brings up his wife and he's such a dick about it. Such a dick about it. And um she gets in the tub with him and she's doing stuff to him, you know. And I'm just like, dude. Oh, excuse me, sorry. She gets in the tub with him, tells him point blank to his face that mm-hmm. she killed Matt. After he brought up that Matt's been missing for a while. You dummy. I don't know. The guy that's supposed to kill the chick's missing. Well, she's alive. He's missing. And now she's inviting me for a fucking bath. There's nothing weird about that. I'm going to have sex tonight. You're insane. You deserve everything that happens to you. So, and more. And-, and more. That's We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to that. So check it. She gets in the tub with him now. Tells him yeah. to his face. Hey, guess what? I killed Matt. He's like, nah. You're real funny. Like, he doesn't believe in the power of women and what they can do to the point when danger is dead in his face, he refuses to believe it. Death is on his lap, covered in soap, ready to kill him, and he does not believe it. He doesn't believe it to the point where she gets the knife that she had procured from Matt from previous murder, cuts off his fucking shit so fast, he didn't realize it. He thought he was still getting his stuff played with. I was like, you're the worst. And um, pretty violent death, man. I was uncomfortable. Anytime there's dick mutilation, you know, I always, I always cringe. Yep. Um, super cringy on this one. 
she locked the door and basically um this is some ice cold shit this is some this is some fucking below zero he's 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 screaming bloody like literal bloody murder yeah. upstairs and she just goes downstairs and like just turns the radio up play some fucking opera and shit which is yeah. the, oh, the third time we hear music and she rocks in a rocking chair in the creepiest fashion possible probably the chair that Clara was in and yep. just has this weird look on her face this murder chair and just waits for the quiet to happen and he's panicking cause he's bleeding to fucking death and great shots man we see this piece of shit folded up in the goddamn uh, basement butt naked and bloody with snot coming out of his nose and then we got the I, I like how they did it because, um, you know, I'm sure budget was an issue, mm-hmm. but like you just see aftermath. All you see is aftermath. You see that bathroom and it is fucking whoo. It's everywhere. It's, it's bad. And um, she's cleaning it with no issues, like no type of nope, just whatever. Fuck them. If, if she had just been whistling, that have been that have ruined the moment. Mm, but yeah. That would have been perfect. That have been perfect for me. Fuck these guys. Fuck them into a whole nother universe. Um... So yeah, man. So he's fucking gone. I'm like the order. The order of the murders are crazy because I, I I figured he'd be last. That's what I thought. I thought like the leader. I'm getting. I'm coming after you last. So we get it to where um you know the wife and kids are waiting for the guy to show back up because he was at work and he vanished. And she gets mad at the two uh, two friends because the guy they don't have a job. Stanley and Andy don't have jobs. Right. And um they assume something's up, so they get in their fucking boat. And they split up. They had a plan. I don't, I don't know what their plan was. It was a shitty plan. Andy stood somewhere in in the shadows, and Stan was in the boat. This chick, fucking Jason Voorhees, onto the boat, like just teleports onto the boat. And was like, "What's up, motherfucker? I was looking for you." Pushes him off the boat because she was. It's like I felt like she finally got tired of being sultry, right? Because she started it. She started being sultry. Like, hey, I was looking for you. And he's like, "Fuck this shit." Pushes this bitch ass off the fucking boat, and um, started like. Just spinning around his ass like how she got spun around and harassed. And she's oh. really good at riding that boat. Yeah. I don't know where she got lessons from, but yeah, she's she like handled this thing like a pro. One hand in that shit like a champion, dude. This cocksucker is like, I guess, getting exhausted because he can't swim away. So he's like getting tired and starting to drown. And Andy pops up with a fucking axe because I guess the plan was to get her on shore and he'll hit her with an axe. So. Somehow, some way, this dude literally gets disarmed by uh by her boat skills and she, the axe. Yeah, and she disarms him with a boat. Hey, fuck yeah! So like the the axe falls conveniently inside her boat, and you're thinking, oh, nothing's gonna come of it. Yeah, right. I was ready for it. I was waiting for it. And he goes to try to save his boy Stanley. He's trying to pull him out to the shore, and Jen is like, "Fuck that shit!" Comes after them. He ditches him. Uh, Andy ditches uh, Stan to save himself. Right. And you, amazing shot of him looking back and like a fucking Valkyrie riding down on a horse, dude. We see. Was, that's in my notes, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, Viking queen. <laughs> she's like flying on a, like she's on a boat barreling down on him with a one axe up above her fucking head. You're like, get his bitch ass right in the fucking back crease. Waka! Chops his ass, leaves it in his spine. He is done. He sinks to the bottom because fuck him. There was a part of me that wanted her to drag him along a little bit. Just Dude, like, yes. It's like blah, blah, blah. more, 
more violence towards these guys. So there's only one guy left, and it's bitch ass Stanley. And Stanley, take a word for it. Okay. He's a punk ass bitch. So he's begging for mercy. She turns off the boat. And honestly, Stan's meant to die because he crawls towards um I mean, he swims towards the boat and grabs onto the fucking motor. Like you do. Yeah. And he's like pleading. And something happened earlier to where she retorted back to him and said the exact same thing back to him, which is technically the final words of this movie. So as he's as he's holding on to the motor with dear life, his crotch is near blades and she just says, suck it, bitch, and revs that shit right into his fucking dick and peels off. He's screaming, finally succumbs to his injuries and floats in the water and dies. We get a defiant shot of Jen um, going away on her boat and they hit us with the motherfucking credits because that is the end of the goddamn movie. Thank merciful Jesus. Thank Ugh. the Lord. Now my beef, but it's also not it's not it's a beef, but it's I think it's a nitpick. Okay. These motherfuckers did not get what they truly deserved. And I wasn't satisfied with their ends. And I feel like that's kind of the point. Because when you get revenge, yeah. it's never as good as what happened to you. You know what I mean? Like it's never you're gonna feel empty, period. <laughs> well you I'm not gonna ask about your revenge, friend. But um, no, just like I'm just like, I guess you're right about that. Me, I just like oh, I would, oh, I just what if I what if if someone does you wrong, it's equal or more. <laughs> yeah, all the time. No, no, it, it has to be. It has to be ten times more. Period. Like like ten times more. It has to be. It has, Salted it has to be. earth, scorched yeah. planet. Yeah, yeah. The entire planet turns like just a marble, glass marble, dude. Just done. Yeah, like um, but that's the point. Whatever. It's never gonna be. It's never gonna be even. Yeah, you never. You're never gonna. You're never gonna feel, feel that void. You know what I mean with revenge, but they deserve what they got. They did, and they deserved a shit ton more. And I was just like, whew, I'm so glad this is over. But I felt, you know, like I literally felt rocked by this movie. And I've seen some fucked up shit. There's still some movies I refuse to see, but I didn't know that this was one of them. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because it's still not. It's still not a Serbian film. Yeah. This is still. This is um. Human Centipede Two territory. Okay. Of like ones that really pushed me. Really pushed me. I'd rather watch Martyrs than this. Uh, you seen it? No, I have not. No. But it just sounds like anything. Anything you would rather see than this is just like, oh man, it's still bad. Yeah, it's still, it's still bad. bad. It's still bad. Martyrs is still up there, bro. But um, Jesus Christ. Um, I just, uh, we're only doing one half of our tallies. Uh, yep. I'm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about how many motherfuckers got what they fucking deserved. Let's get in that body count. So four, four worthless pieces of shit. Good, they rot in the fiery pits of hell. Yeah, good fucking riddance, man. Um, yeah, when I'm sorry. So you, you can listen to next week's episode this uh, the week before if you want to hear 
hear the other sounder, but just out of respect, that's not going to happen today. Man, Joe Grizzly. Let's talk about the unsung hero yep. who uh, truly shined throughout. Uh, let's get into our uh, Joe Grizzly recipient. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. That'll be Jen. <laughs> I think she's a fucking shoe. It's normally never the main character, but you know what? Nope. Breaking all the rules she's today. She's the Joe motherfucking Grizzly of this movie. Um, really good actress, though. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's too bad she didn't do. She got she got pigeonholed in these types of movies, um, like a not spiritual successor uh, type of sequel. And then, like an actual sequel, like a recent one, she was uh, she she reprised the role. I, I don't even know where that movie goes. Um, That's insane. Why would anyone make this movie again? <laughs> the fact that they even did a remake, which I'm 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 all right. I'm sure I'm sure the remake. I'm sure the remake is what we thought. Will I, I guarantee? If we see the remake, it's going to be exactly yeah. what we thought. What like, we we're going to see? Quick cuts, crazy like excruciating revenge for those guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I saw one where a guy was. Uh, I'm I'm only piecing together because I was trying to get images for artwork. Like right. a guy was like his he was tied to a tree with his eyelids tied open, and I think she used a uh, hedge clippers in his eyes. Good. Right. Still not enough. I'm. I mean, I I don't think I I don't think I have the imagination for the for the type of vengeance I would want to do. Only time I seen good vengeance put on somebody was I saw the devil. Oh man, I have that movie too, and I still haven't watched it. No, oh, you need to watch that, man. We did I have a, like we did a really a old episode boxes. on boxes. That was like episode four or some shit or five. I don't know, but um, anyway, fucking final verdict time. Final verdict. Knee pads or slippers, man? What that means, folks, is if we really enjoyed this movie, we'll give it a maximum of two knee pads. Uh, given the movie is just due, or if we truly hate this movie, we will wear two hater slippers maximum. And basically, just hate on this movie. I, I I can't come up with any kind of. <laughs> I just can't. We were, I feel like there has to be like a zero, a null rating. Just like I don't. Nope. Because I I because I've been wrestling with this for like for a minute. And um, if you want, I'll go first for a change. All right. I, I'll, oh no, it's fine. I I I settled on uh on one knee pad. Right. Yeah, I well, settled on one knee pad because. It's 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 there. It, you know, I get what I want, not as much as I'd like. And to get there, it was kind of a trek. But yeah, I'm I still want more. I want Boondock Saints level of violence. Yeah, yeah, cause they yeah, I need Django Unchained level. Yes, of revenge violence, man. Um, yeah, cause I think yeah, cause I, I think I think I think I feel similar, somewhat satisfied, cause. Um, for this movie, you know, I was wrestling with it because, like, I I, I kind of alluded to it earlier about um, how is this movie supposed to make me feel. You know, this is not a feel good story. Right. I'm not watching The League of Their Own. I'm not watching uh, Stand by Me or uh, Lean on Me for, for that matter. I'm watching I Spit on Your Fucking Grave. Uh, I was disgusted. I was heartbroken. I was super sad. Um, I was frustrated, uh, unsatisfied. Um, but I feel like that's what that was the point. So like the movie did what it was supposed to do, 
it put me in an uncomfortable spot because it's an uncomfortable fucking subject. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't. Uh, I feel like if I watch this movie and I took any of this lightly, it'll be two uh, slippers because it was trash. It, it, like, like how do you fail uh, something so egregious? So uh, I'm gonna give this one knee pad only because I, I don't think I can I can do that again. <laughs> nope. Two knee pads is something I could watch more than once. Or I would recommend like you gotta watch this movie, bro. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking too. This is like, this is like I saw it. Alright? I saw it. Get off my fucking back. You know what I mean? Like like you know, you like you tied to a chair and shit. Like I did it motherfucking now what. But uh woof. This was a uh I mean for the budget and for I mean like like I mean it, it told a story, like like the there there were shots that you know, I, I felt emotions from it. You know what I mean? And 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 right. that's, and you know, that's really not easy to do. You know, a lot granted they 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 chose an easy layup on disturbing uh subjects, but um whatever, man. I'm not gonna call it a masterpiece or any shit like that, because that's tough. I um, mean it did it did create a uh, you know the term it did i feel like it did bring in other movies and it does get us talking about whether on eggshells or not the how we kind of just kind of don't talk about this stuff and that there are there are still people out there who get you know this is not a fantasy or a film or something they could just walk away from this is some people deal with this and yeah. that's not cool and it's a and, lot more people than you fucking think which is which is the fucked up part and it's and exactly. that's I That's was literally looking up women's charities after I got done watching this movie. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I just this is not right." I wanted, I need to cleanse my palate. I need to, I need to balance the scales karmically about like, uh, why did why did I suffer? Why did I watch this? And then I got to do something. Like this is not right. But if, but if anything, it 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 opens it opens that 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 door of, of empathy. You know, like if anything happens in the future, you can be right. a lot more receptive to it. If yeah, you, if you accept this the right way, like you know, uh, whoever the fuck was in that crowd for Siskel and Ebert, you know, f- the fuck, fuck those guys, you know, um, or whoever. But it's it, it's 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 interesting, man. It's really interesting because because you, you think about how uh, chauvinistic movies were in the '90s or how they treated women uh, in the '80s and stuff, and it's like, dude, this was like literally 1978. It was like two years away from the fucking '80s, and like. You see how they do chicks, or like, hey man, if I win, the girl is mine. You know, like like chicks were still possessions and shit. Mm-hmm. And and this movie, as horrific as it is, in a weird way, kind of like is in their corner more. It's weird. It's it's, it's really fucked up. It's really fucked up because it, it's yeah. like it, it's because some, some some people view it as a feminist movie, but at the same time, but, but at what cost? Right. You know what I mean? That's like, oh god. I'm trying to think, man. Like, it, there's nothing equivalent to it, so like, it's gonna be a watered down version of whatever I pick. But kind of like a uh, like Scarface being a success story from Rising from Nothing. It's like he still got he he lost everything. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's like he fell apart again. What are you talking about? Like, why are we why are we talking about Scarface? He failed. But um, not the same. But still, like, kind of like just what 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 do you what do you what do you get from this? You know what I mean? Like, towards positive. Cause it's still a really fucked up situation, rather than like watching GI Jane or uh, enough or Hidden Figures. Hidden figures. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's not the same, man. It's just fucking brutal. I guess is it like Roots? I don't know. It's just rough. 
Yeah, I was like, I mean, suffering is suffering, I guess. And it's all just like, I feel like maybe that's the other thing. It's like it's the fact that we are feeling this way, the fact that we are emo- we we are emoting, and because this film emoted us, like made us feel emotions. Also, I feel like we're like the worst people to talk about this because like, like we're two black guys talking about a white woman being assaulted. Yeah, it's true. Because it's like it's like having um, um, it was a podcast that uh, was talking about whitewashing and like nobody was a, of color was on the show and I was annoyed by it. So I felt like we could be annoying somebody doing this. Yeah, and I was like, so you know, we're but at the same time, I'm, I'm not going to like, invite a woman yeah. on the show to talk about this movie either. Though I feel like that's a little crass. That would be rough. Jesus. Uh, that yeah. would be that would be not only the bravest and kind of the most boss thing I could ever attempt to like have someone do. I'd rather fight for the them, sun. It's like, yeah, nah. I'd rather just fight a bear. Just like nah. no. I'd rather fight the sun, bro. Like straight up. <laughs> Just mano y mano, dude. Just box the sun. I'd rather do that than ever put still, myself in that position. Still, I might. Oh, have, I, I think I have a better chance <laughs> against the sun. But um, Jesus, man, we got through it. That's that bad. Yeah, I'm. I'm. We're at the other side. I knew you were. Uh, I knew you were concerned. I was concerned. But um, I was concerned. Yeah. But uh, I think we got through. Possibly, we'll find out on Twitter. Yeah. Please don't hate us. We did our best, guys. I do. It sucks. I want to give shout outs, and it's like, it's weird. I do want to give really, a, this is like a dead episode. This should just call this the Blake episode. All right. I was going to call it uh, Randy's Randy's Big Mistake. <laughs> I, go right ahead. You, you call it Randy's Big Mistake. No, no, no. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Spit on that Your would, Grave. Dude, that would be the artwork. And then put that, that, that meme where he's like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> where he's like the guy with like from Arrested Development. Oh, uh, Joe. Yeah, Joe's like I made a terrible mistake. No, no, no. We gotta, we gotta give respect to the to the actual crabs here. Like, what, what, what? what trust me, when we see the artwork. You be like, oh, okay, that's fine. I, okay, I'm not. There's gonna be no, nope, nowhere near nothing. She's gonna, she's yeah. gonna. Have, it's, it's basically her with the shades and and wearing black in the car. Okay, like when she was stalking old boy. That's all yeah, I'm that's, doing. That's good. And it's gonna be I spit on your grave, aka Day of the Woman. I feel like okay. that's the only respect I can give this thing. You could, you could add another like. Uh, this Randy made a terrible mistake. It's probably gonna be in a real small print, depending how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> AKA Randy's big mistake. But um, yeah, man. Um, shout out to Humpcast, man. They actually um achieved 200 episodes this week. Uh, big fucking deal with our boy Ryan D, uh, Ricky C, and uh, Garrett Lee. There we go. Awesome. I got, I got their names right. I almost fucked up. But uh. Shout out to them, the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Shout out to uh, Potter and Family, Booby Pod Squad. Uh, we will see y'all next week. 